Hey there, party people. Julie Foudy here, alongside my friend, Lynn Ozowie Wowie. Ow! Hey, Julie. Hi, Lynn. Okay, I am super duper, did I say super duper? Pumped about our guest this week. Because we have what many consider to be the greatest gymnast ever. As in ever. I think it's undisputed. Right? Simone Biles is in the house. And she is awesome. We were actually in her house. We were in her house. Well, not her house. Her gym. That essentially is her house. So if you don't know who Simone Biles is, where the hell have you been? She has four Olympic gold medals at the Rio Olympics. She actually had five, but four of them are gold. Isn't that brutal? We only talk about golds. I hate that about the Olympics. We only talk about golds. Anyways, those four golds were the most by any American female gymnast in a single Olympics. She set that record. She does, she she essentially holds every record. And then she went on at the 2018 World Championship to win another four golds, which also happens to be the first female gymnast ever to win four world all-around titles. How about that? As well, Lynn, I'm going to keep going. She has the most world gold medals of any gender. 14. Wow. Yeah. That's how good she is. So we made our way to Houston, Texas, and we sat down with Simone Biles, and then we had a special guest join us. Her mom, Nellie. Nellie! Thanks for joining us, Nellie. So we talked about Rio. We talked about her growth and finding her voice. We talked about the mess that is USA Gymnastics, of course, and her biggest adulting move ever. So get comfortable listening. It's Simone Biles. Thanks for tuning in today. Today's podcast is supported by your financial ally, Ally Bank. Because if you're paying for a service, you wouldn't accept anything less than great, right, Lynn? Absolutely. Things like gyms, personal trainers, physical therapists, uh, shin guards shin in your guards, case. Right? We research everything we until sure we do. find the best. Shouldn't we do the same with our banks? We tend to stay with whatever bank we've had forever, not questioning it, often putting up with subpar service, low rates, but better is out there. Ally knows you deserve better, and their mission is to be just that. Julie, it's in the name. They're an ally for your financial well-being. Get it? With Ally, you'll get interest rates up to 20 times the national average in live customer care. And get this, Julie. On average, women, we are paid 20% less than men, and therefore, we really do have to be even smarter about where we put our money. Money means having options to do things like start a business, quit your job, start a family, Retire the way you want or leave a legacy. And when you call Ally, you can chat with a real person 24-7, even on bank holidays, weekends, or during halftime if you need a little financial pep talk. They won't try to confuse you with fancy jargon and you won't get nutmeg by hidden fees. The team at Ally actually cares about doing right by you and your money. And I think as women... We don't talk about this enough, honestly. We should be paying attention to our money and where we put it. It's called money mindfulness. So go to ally.com to find out more. That's A-L-L-Y dot com. Ally Bank, member FDIC. Kick back, relax, and unwind. Let's have a good time finding the joy in life. We're smiling so bright, talking and laughing Yeah. 
Are you sure? I mean, it's, I'm okay. Our podcast is called Laughter Permitted, and so are Donuts. Well, nice. Well, and, thank you. And you're, you're going to say no. I'm good. That's willpower <laughs> I do not possess, actually. <laughs> I don't think I've ever said no to a donut, Nellie. All right, yeah. so we, we have Nellie, Mom, on as well. We need to set the scene. Oh, thank you. So we have Simone, of course, and her mom, Nellie, and we're thrilled to have you in their gym, which is phenomenal, by the way. I've just been checking it all out. Um, so can you actually set the scene for us, Simone? Where are we? After I just told us. Yes. So today we're at World Champion Center in Spring, Texas. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> and how long did you train this morning? This morning I trained for two and a half hours. Wow. Short day. Yes, yeah, short day. Oh. Short morning. I come back later. Your brother Adam was telling me 34 hours a week, which is like normal in the gymnastics world. Mm-hmm. I said, there is no way in hell <laughs> I could have been a gymnast. Yeah. It's pretty tough. Pretty tough. That's yeah. intense. Yes, it is. But I feel like we're used to it just because we start at such a young age and we just live in the gym. So it's kind of normal to lead up to 34 hours. Yeah. And a lot of the kids here are homeschooled as well, mm-hmm. right? Or they yes. do the academy here, which yes. is really neat. Okay. So as I was watching all your flips into the foam pit, I was thinking to myself, I wonder how long that actually takes to learn. Mm-hmm. Because that was insane. <laughs> all the things you're doing. Yeah. I'm like, how do you learn all that stuff? I didn't grow up with a pit. So this is new to me once we built this gym and the facility. Um, Your first facility didn't have a pit? No, we just had a, a resi. So we didn't have like a foam block pit. We just had a resi. So everything we learned was on a resi. What's so, a resi? Um, it's kind of like... Like a big mat? Yeah, yeah. Do you see? There's the foam blocks. And then on the other side where there's some mats on it, there's the red. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the resi. So it's just a little bit squishy. Mm -hmm. Um, So I learned everything on that. And so whenever I came and learned that, it maybe took me 20 minutes to learn it. They just had one of the guys show me how to do it because I didn't know how to do it at first. 20? Mm -hmm. Seriously? Yeah. When you get shown a new move, you can learn it in 20 minutes? Not always, but if it's in a foam fit, it's easier. Oh, my gosh. Nellie, I want to know at what age did you notice that Simone had this talent? I don't think that I saw Simone as a talented gymnast, not in the beginning. I just wanted Simone to have a safe place to jump around and not on the furniture. So that was the goal of her getting out of the house and going somewhere. And I'll pay for that kind of, I'll pay for that entertainment. I don't know age-wise, but I believe she was level 10. What age were you, Simone? I was 10 years old. About 10? Okay. And then, I'm I mean, no other parents. I'm no expert, but that seems early. Yeah. Well, it, is, it is early. 10. It is early because I know um, other parents, they were saying, well, even before that, you know, that my, your daughter is doing real good. Well, I, I agreed because she was winning and... Um, she looked good, and I I was there, and I was present at every meet and cheered her on. I thought it was really neat that she loved the sport the way she did and, and, and did well with it, but it was no big deal. Was 34 hours a big deal for you? Mom, know. did you think, oh, my gosh, that's aggressive? I started no. with 20 hours yes. whenever I was level 10. Much more manageable. And then it came to, like, 25 hours, and then I started, like, really doing it full-time. Mm-hmm. All right, so take me through a training day. Like, what does it look like? 
So right now a training day looks like um, I'll wake up about 6.20, 6.30 whenever I just decide to get out of bed and then have breakfast, take my dog out, whatnot, head to gym around 7.35, get here around 7.45 and then we start practice from 8 to 11.30 and then we go on break. So I'll go home, eat lunch, whatever I have my dog, do whatever um, and then I'll take a nap, take a shower and then I'll come back. And then I work out from 3 to 5.30, 6, or whenever we finish for the night. So you shower before your second workout? That's what stuck out in all of that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I feel like we get gross, so I go home shower before I take a nap or anything. <sighs> any lunch, I, think I, I might just do any go, rehab. Like, totally ripe the whole day. Yeah. And Lilo can't even stand me. Yes. Oh, my gosh. How cute is Lilo, by yes, the way? I was so you. sad. I asked the front desk. I'm like, is Lilo here? No, I should have brought her, but oh. she's in her she's in her room. <laughs> oh. I got all excited. Yes. I thought I heard a dog back there. I was like, did I hear Lilo? Yeah. Oh. They're like, no, that was my cough. All right. So when you look back on 2016, let's rewind for a moment. Mm-hmm. And lighting up the Olympics, mm-hmm. what memory or emotion stands out the most? God. Um, probably team finals, just because that's when we won our first medal. And that was the most exciting just because we actually had a medal and we were all so excited about it. And it didn't seem real at first. We, like, slept with them under our pillows and we would wake up and make sure they were there. Even in the morning. <laughs> cute. We were just like, oh, my gosh, is it there? Did we still win? Like, it was just kind of crazy and surreal. Little did you know you were going to get four more. Right. And four golds. Yes. <laughs> I think I might have retired after that. I'm right. Good. I feel that. <laughs> did you? I mean, it's like, all right, I've done the Olympics. I'm yeah. done. No, I'm it out. was. And I think the crazy part about it, which sometimes like I wanted to come back. That was the original plan. But I feel like a lot of people almost talked me out of not coming back because they're like, you went to the Olympics, you got five medals. What more can you do? And I'm like, oh, you're right. What more can I do? So I'm like, well, maybe I should quit because everyone's telling me, you don't need to go back. You're fine. But I still had a I still have a passion for the sport, and I think that's why I do it. Did you know at the moment that those four gold medals were more than any? I just, I know you've set yeah. a lot of records. You've basically set every record, <laughs> mm-hmm. but that there were more than any other female American gymnast in a single Olympics. No, I ever? had no idea. Wow! <laughs> when you heard that, what'd you I think? was shocked. But you almost don't even have time to process everything because everything at the Olympics happens so quick. The days, the times, the competitions. It it took me almost a year out to actually realize it, for everything to set in of what happened because it's almost like a whirlwind and you do so much after. You don't have time to look back and see what you did. It's like, okay, on to the next. We have the next meet. We have this. We have that. we got to fly home. We have to do the Today Show. Like it's, it just it's gets craziness. so crazy. You don't even have time to stop and think and like. I don't know, relish the moment almost. What about when it quieted down? Did you go like, I feel like I'm all that actually. Yeah, I feel like it's never calmed down <laughs> yes, yet. It, it's really? still going and going and I'm ramping up again. So it's, it'll be another process hopefully, but we'll see. How do you feel like you've grown since 2016? Oh gosh. I feel like I'm my own person rather than everybody telling me who I should be. But I feel like I've grown a lot and I'm older more mature i feel like since 2016 i've done a lot of adulting (laughs) like outside don't ever do that i know i should have gone back man but i don't know how so 
Like, like what kind of adulting? Moved out. I did have my own apartment. I mean, I have a dog now. <laughs> Your mom. I know. I'm a dog mom. That's crazy. You moved out? Mm-hmm. You left your mom? Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't leave that. But I only moved down the street, so it really wasn't that hard. Oh, you did? Yeah. Is it true? That I'm, yeah. That you have your house? Yes, I do. I've heard this. Yes, I do Come have on, my house. Come on, say it out loud. Yes. Your first house. <laughs> my first. That's where my dog is. She's in her room. <laughs> she has her own room. She does. Of it's the does. office converted. So you bought your first house. I did. That is very adulting. It is. I'm proud of you. <laughs> I Even the other day, I was like, I need my mailbox keys. And so I texted the realtor. She said, well, you have to go to the post office. It's like, oh, gosh. Well, then the mail can just wait. I'll just wait. <laughs> I don't have time to go get a key yet. You want me to go to yeah. the post office? <laughs> yes. <gasps> You're busy. Yeah, I'm busy. The inhumanity of Yeah, the I don't have time. And then I asked for garbages. They're like, you have to order those, too. What? This is all the things. See, this is when you appreciate yeah. your parents. No, I do. Right? I have, and my dad has stayed there a lot to wait for packages to come in because I've been traveling a lot. So I'm I'm very thankful for that. But yeah, adulting, I just thought everything happened at the snap of a finger. It's already there. You move in. Like, I thought once you figured out you're going to get a house, you get it that day. But apparently, that's not true either. So yeah. That's wrong wait. as well. Yeah. That day. <laughs> It's like Amazon. Wait, yeah. Amazon comes in two days. Right. You might be able to buy a house on Amazon, actually. That's true. So I just feel like since a child, everything is not what I thought. Nellie. It's all wrong. Nellie, are you are you okay with her being gone, Mom? No, yes, I in am. The in the beginning, I was not. Oh, my You're God. I, I, I even chopped my finger. almost <laughs> chopped my finger off. She did. I was so upset Aww. when she said she was going to move because I don't think she's ready for adulting <laughs> and um and you know i mean at some point you have to allow your children to grow and to move move on with life but i didn't i mean there was no way i saw simone uh, leaving my house maybe after tokyo then it would have been fine but um she kept i mean insisting that she needed to move out and then I I prayed about it because I have to do that and I have to give myself some time to process that and then I said okay fine and then I did go with her to look at the place and found some uh, mm. a unit that um, I was comfortable with it wasn't too far from the house so it was okay and then she spent some time at the house and then over there and then eventually it was, moved a, gradual out. It was a gradual <laughs> and then and then she moved on um, after that and it's the best thing she ever did oh yeah Aww. well I'm so happy she's out of my house <laughs> <laughs> now now you're over it now I'm that over was quick, it Nally. <laughs> mm-hmm. that now was I'm really quick it, yes yeah. but it was it was rough in the beginning except when she starts calling you to pick up her post do the no. laundry again. No, no, no. She does that, which I is good. I had to learn all of it. She had to oh, learn all that see. and do her cooking, that type of <laughs> stuff, and um, ask for recipes every now and then. And then, uh, Mom, I need to write a check. Okay, then write the check. No, Mom, you write. No, no, no. You <laughs> write the check. It's part of adulting. So, you know, writing her first check, getting her first cashier's check. So, some of those things have been like her first, which there is re- good to see. There really should be like a high school class on that. They really, they, right? You, you there really should. need that. I you feel need like that. It's all a lie. Adulting 101. Adulting yes. 101. I mean, right? she could write a book in adulting because there's a lot of things Simone did not know. 
Oh, when you get a house, that's just a lot. Oh, my God. It's a lot. It's much different than an apartment. Yes. Even whenever I sat in the office, she was telling me, okay, this, and if your pipes freeze, go do here. If this drips. And I just turned to her and I said, well, just tell my parents. Don't tell me. <laughs> She's like, you need a mowing company. You need this. And I was like, don't tell me. I'm not going to be the one. Ain't, no, that ain't my issue, all right? Yeah. And so then they just started directing everything towards my parents I know. and stopped looking at me. It's true because here they're telling someone and explaining what the warranty is and for I'm certain like, Mom, things. And I'm like, Mom, you got that? <laughs> and she You're goes, listening. tell my parents. I'm like, oh, boy. So. Mom, lock in. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I need you to hear this. I need you to be focused on this, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> but it's true. Aww, I know, and that's what mom's for. That's but hey, true. congratulations. That's Thank awesome. You. Yeah. That's really Thank cool. You. I'm super proud of you. Thank you. Along with the growth and a house, you seem to have found your voice. Yes. How good does that feel? It feels good, but it's also sort of scary because now anybody will say, Well, Simone, not listen to you. You just tweet it or you do this. And that's the speak, Simone. Part. Yeah, basically, they won't listen to us, but they'll listen to you. So you know, you have your boundaries. But it's definitely another part of adulting and maturing and finding out who you are and what you stand for. And I mean, I'm all about positivity. So I feel like if it's in a positive manner, I don't mind. But if it's something that will go both ways, I might as well just let other people do the talking and I'll just look over and see how it's going from oh, afar. Your voice has been vital in, mm-hmm. you know, in especially vocal in some of the leadership positions that USA Gymnastics has mm-hmm. tried to fill. Yes. Now they're in their fourth leader, I know, in, mm-hmm. in under two years, right? Yes. Was that out of anger or was it more therapeutic, you think? I think there's no. some catharsis in, in actually finding yeah. your voice. I feel like it was more for the girls because... I feel like a lot of what she stood for didn't stand with Who's she, Mary Bono, right? For the company, and I know we lost, or not we, they, USA Gymnastics lost a lot of sponsors and everything that happened over the course of the past yeah. year. So you have to be very strategic every with everything that you do, and I feel like she probably didn't think about that. So then. You know, we had Nike looking in on us, and there goes her tweet viral. Nope, can't get Nike. And so you lose that for the company, the business, for the athletes. And I feel like the athletes have to come first before your beliefs. Absolutely. Yeah. So it's hard. Can I just say, tone deaf. (laughs) Holy hell. When I saw that tweet, I was like, oh, wait. Yeah. Did I just see you were the CEO of USA Gymnastics? Yeah. I don't mind. And we were looking for another sponsor. That right, was the top one that all the athletes wanted, and we were really pulling for that one. Which I thought your response was perfect. It was yes. like, really, like yeah, this like, is we what just need you're somebody doing? to step in. And I know they were in communications. I think at one point, I'm not sure. So, how do you balance that as far as wanting to be yourself, as far mm-hmm. as fun Simone on Twitter, but also mm-hmm. knowing that you can send a message that will yeah. resonate? It's a balance, but I also feel like I choose. My battles wisely. It's not everything that comes up like the first to hit. I know we just got a new president or CEO, right? And then everyone's tweeting me, what's, what's, what do you think? What do you think? And I mean, I think it'll be pretty nice. I think she's, I'm not sure if I'm pr- pronouncing it right. Lily Lung? Mm-hmm. I don't know right? how to pronounce mm-hmm. it, but I know she was a gymnast at 
at Michigan in college somewhere. But I don't know her history. Now or did? Yes, she's left the NBA. So I think she's very knowledgeable. So I think that'll be good to have on the team and see how it goes. She seemed that she was right on point with her statements, which was a nice change of pace Mm -hmm. from their past. I feel like last time they probably put statements out too quick didn't really think about it because some of them they almost had to turn around and delete real quick and do it again and you just have to think about those things even if it takes time what needs to be done there you think in terms of usa gymnastics i think we're heading in the right direction especially with the athletes i think we feel comfortable the placement that we're at but i mean it's all comes down to the head of the company they need to do something on their end we can only do what we were raised and trained to do we're still going to bring back medals for the U.S., but you guys are the ones that have to make USA Gymnastics look good. We'll bring back the medals as the athletes and the gymnasts, but you still have to pull up your part. You rock it at the Olympics, which mm-hmm. we were talking about. Now we're going to skip forward a little bit. Mm-hmm. You take that year off, yes, which was great. Mm-hmm. How great was that, by the way? Yeah, it was very, I wouldn't say relaxing, but in a way it was. But it was also super crazy. It was like fast speed through everything, but... I really enjoyed it. You didn't get to just lie on the beach and chill? Well, we went on two vacations, and then that was the downtime. And then, you know, you pick back up, you do your interviews, your appearances, everything, all in between. But mentally, physically, you got to rest, right? Yes. How important is that? I think it was really important just because I had done the sport for so long. And, you know, my body was hurting, especially after the Olympics. You almost feel broken, Mm. Like, you just push your body so hard, and then you kind of shut down. So it was a really nice... Is that weird to shut down? I mean, when you're going 34 hours a week? (laughs) Well... Then all of a sudden, you're like, wait, what am I... Yeah, you almost hit a wall. I've never experienced that before, but I think it was... It was much needed the time. How much wear and tear does your body go through in a Mm -hmm. competition like that? I feel like it's more of the stress that has a wear and tear on your body, because physically, we're trained to do it. And mentally, but the stress factor really, like, gets you down and you just get exhausted and tired and you almost have to push through your exhaustion. But we were so well prepared at the Olympics. Like, weeks before, we are like, can we compete now? Can we compete now? And it's almost like we were overtrained for it because we had done so many sets. And we are just like, okay, I could literally do this in my sleep at yeah. this point. Yeah, let's get this party started, yes. right? Yes, we were okay. so ready. Did you ever wear your five uh, medals at the same time? And I did, And did your yes. neck hurt after that? Cause yes, I- they're actually pretty heavy. Like, yes. the medals themselves are really heavy, and I don't think anybody realizes that. So you go to photo shoots, and they're like, okay, for two hours you're going to have these on. And I'm like, no, no, you don't understand. Like, do you want to feel one? And then you give them one. They're like, oh, they are heavy. I'm like, yeah, so you're trying to ask me to wear five of them. But it is kind of crazy but i prefer not to wear them just because it's heavier where do you keep them in a safe <laughs> oh you do yeah i thought you were gonna say your underwear drawer no because that's what most some people put them in socks but they're in their cases were you even surprised at your return in 2018 i mean it's like very. you didn't skip a beat no i was very surprised because to come back from such a high and try and try to top that i didn't think it was possible And then we started training, and I was like, wow, I'm improving. And I just thought I had already peaked. So in that aspect, I was a little surprised with myself. And it I don't know. Sometimes I don't even, like, believe who I am or what I'm capable of. It's kind of crazy. I'll sit back and be like, wow, I did that? That's crazy. Who does that? (laughs) Who is that? Yeah. 
Really? Yeah, sometimes it's crazy. Where does that come from? It's like almost an out-of-body experience? Yes, a lot of the time I actually feel like it is an out-of-body experience. Huh. How so? I'm so fascinated by that. Lie down on the white couch over there, please. (laughs) Right. That's so it's just yeah. so crazy. Let's hear more about this. Yes. Is it you think because you get so into the zone while you're competing? I think so. And I think I don't realize how difficult the skills are that I'm doing and like how the form is and everything. I just think, okay, another turn, let's go. And then I'll watch the video sometimes. I'm like, that's me. I can do that. How did I do that? <laughs> it just doesn't seem real. Wow. And then... I mean, on top of it, yeah. you add a kidney stone into the equation. Mm-hmm. What would have happened if you didn't even have that? Four, you got four golds. Yes. At, let's talk worlds. So world championships, yes. four golds, one silver, one bronze, mm-hmm. correct? Yes. After taking a year off. Yes. After having a kidney stone. Yes. Okay, take me to the hospital that night. <laughs> Nellie, were you with her? Uh, no, I did not she go was with her. I was at the before. hotel. And because everyone said they had it under control, I did not think it was a kidney stone. I figure maybe it was um, gastritis she was having. Because Honey, you just have bad gas. That, well, no, not really, because I figure she was stressed. So I figure maybe something to help calm the nerves down and the stomach down. So that was what, that was my first but thought. I, I mentioned, remember, I, no. I said, Mom, I think I... What if I have a kidney stone? And everyone's like, oh, please. And that's, that's, then that was my response to the kidney stone when she said that. Please. So I was looking up symptoms <laughs> and everything. I'm like, why is she diagnosing herself? No, it's <laughs> gastritis. Or maybe, to me, worst case scenario would be appendicitis. Yeah, we thought it was either that yeah. or a kidney stone. But I was like, I think it's a kidney stone. And then they were like, whatever. No, it's not. Okay, and so, so you go to the hospital. No. And... I feel like at this point I could barely walk because earlier before my parents came to the hotel room, I was literally crawling mm-hmm. on the floor. So I would go to sleep to take the pain away. So then we t- we took a nap because well, <sighs> they fell asleep because they had just flown in. So they fell asleep and then I went to sleep. We were on this like little twin bed and then I woke up and the pain was still there. But while I was sleeping, it was gone. So I was like, oh, it's good. And then I told her, I think I need, what did I say? I didn't think I need to go to the doctor, but you said go see the... You had to go to the emergency room. Somehow I figured she had to. Um, So uh, go tonight. Just to make sure we rule out that it's nothing serious. Right. Good thing you did, huh? That was all it was, just to rule out that it's not whatever, you know, yeah. and So that you stop self-diagnosing. Indeed, indeed. So then we had my doctor and my coach, and we went to the hospital and since we were in Qatar I mean it's different there's a woman's wing and a men's wing and the mm-hmm. men aren't allowed and so. I didn't and I didn't even think about that because none of them could have been with her oh. because she was in a women's yeah. wing if male I was coach, there then I, yes that, that doesn't work ah. and like the language barrier wasn't too too bad so I was okay but I told them like sorry I'm a top athlete like they're they're not leaving well they can't stand here I said I don't care like I, I'm in a foreign place, and that was the first time I actually thought I was adulting. I was in a foreign country, language barrier, and I took myself as in the doctor by myself. I was like, "That's ultimate adulting," because here I won't even go to the doctor by myself. Oh, slow clap, yes, <laughs> for Simone, yes. So then we were there, and then the doctors coming and they're pressing, and I had this IV in for like forever, actually. 
And we're going from room to room. They're wheeling me around in a wheelchair. And Speaking a language was, you don't even understand. Yeah, I just thought it was ridiculous. I was like, I can walk. And they're like, no, you need to sit here. I'm like, whatever. Did some tests. And he said, have you ever had a kidney stone before? And I said, no. Like, no. He's like, well, are you active? I'm like, yes, I train. He's like, do you drink a lot of water? I said, yes. Wait, he didn't know that you were competing in the world championships? No, like they a knew a top athlete the next was, day? yeah, they knew a top athlete was coming in, but they didn't really suspect anything. And oh so then gosh. I was like laying on the table and he was like, you see that thing right there? You have a kidney stone. And I said, yeah, yeah, whatever. <laughs> and I said, excuse me, did you just tell me I had a kidney stone? He said, yes, you have a kidney stone. And I was like, okay, well, I need to go home. He's like, well, I just told you you had a kidney stone. I said, well, thanks for the information, but I com- I compete tomorrow. But thank you for letting me know what it was. So I discharged myself, actually. You just left. Yeah, yeah because it was like 12, 1 in the morning, and I had to Wait, compete. at what time? I had to go. We had training at like 8 a.m. So it was like 1 in the morning, almost <laughs> 2. So I had to discharge myself because they were going to keep me. And I said, sorry, I have to compete in the morning. Got to go. <laughs> Bye-bye. Yep. So they said, are you sure these are the possible outcomes? And he Which listed are what? all of the... Which were what? <laughs> that you, you could care. pass it. You could do... I didn't really didn't care what all the precautions he said. I said, it's fine. If I, if I fall on the floor and I don't move, we'll just call another ambulance. <laughs> so I discharged myself and we left. Okay. So you show up at 8 a.m. the next morning mm-hmm. and... Are you still crawling on the floor? Because that wouldn't be No, good. Um, every medicine that they gave me, I couldn't take because it was against our drug testing rules. So oh, I actually couldn't take Lord. anything that they prescribed me. So I don't even know if I took an Advil or anything. I think I took... I think you probably did. And then an Aleve, maybe? Aleve. And then they told you to go to sleep because it was... She had been And I just drank a lot of water. And so, they so actually she couldn't let train. Me, yeah, they let me skip the morning practice. Yes. They came in the room at 1 or like one thirty, almost 2 in the morning whenever I got back. And they said, you know what? Because I was prepared to go to training. I set my alarm. And they said, you know what? Just just rest. We need you to compete tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I said, okay. And then they were just giving me all these electrolytes, water, just making sure I was basically drowning myself in water. Did you say, Mom, I should have been a doctor? <laughs> I just said I told you. Because <laughs> that's what happened another time whenever I... I, like, broke my rib. I said, Mom, I think my rib is broken. Yes, and I said, please. And that's my that's my favorite word, please. Stop diagnosing yourself, and it was a broken rib. Oh, so next time, Mom. Yeah. Mom, she's two for two. No, she's like, two for two. <laughs> but, yeah. no, that's exactly what we moms do. We're like, Shh, you'll you're be fine. fine. Yeah. Exactly. You're fine. Like, suck it up. Let's yeah. go. Oh, and congratulations. Another move. Oh, yes. Named after you? Yes. Lynn, I don't know if you know this. I am a gymnastic expert. (laughs) It's called the, hold on, the Code of Points. Do you know about the Code of Points? Tell me about it, Julie. Thank you. (laughs) When you you do a move that no one has ever done in a world championships or at Olympics only. Yes. You get the move named after you. Mm -hmm. The Biles. The second one. Yes. So she has the Biles on the floor and now the Biles on the vault. Yes. Okay, I'm going to start commentating. <laughs> yeah, I was like, wow, you're good. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay, do you get to name the move? It just, whatever your last name is, basically. Oh. Yeah, we... Well, that's not fun. Yeah. Especially if you have a bad last name. <laughs> you don't like your last name? No, I do. Oh, okay. But there's a gymnast that's not so fortunate. Oh, who's that? Dick. <laughs> the dick? That's 
That's the name of the move? Yes. <gasps> the dick. <laughs> that is fabulous, actually. If you could name your own move, Simone, okay. would you call it the dick? Maybe not. <laughs> no, probably not. I mean, I think it's pretty reasonable that it's your last name because it, it's a staple forever, basically. Because um, whenever I was younger, you used to think like, oh, it'll be the Simone or this or that. Mm. And then they just tell you it's your last name. Do you think anyone else will be able to replicate the Biles? Either one? We have people trying. I mean, the guys already do it, but a, but the guy's code of points is different than females. But we have some people trying it on floor. I've never actually seen any girls do it yet, um, but hopefully they will. And what are each of them? So on floor, it's a double layout with a half out. And then on vault, it is basically your chinko, but then... To get to the table instead of back handspring, you'll half onto the table, so you go forward, and then you'll flip forward off, and then do a double twist. Please tell me this took more than twenty minutes for both of these to learn. Yes, they did. Yes, oh, yes. <laughs> I have a chance. Took a, actually, took a uh, uh, took a while. How, uh, how do you get to them? Like, do you think about it? Like, I'm gonna st- I'm gonna do a move no one's ever done, or d- no? So uh, the first one, which was on the floor. Um, I used to do a full out, so I used to do an extra half twist, which I competed at the Olympics as well. And I landed short one time, and then like I partially tore my calf muscle, whatever. And <laughs> whatever, kidney stone, yeah, torn calf muscle. I'm yes. Good. And they said, if you do a less, if you do a turn less, then you'll face forward. That will save your ankles, your calves, whatever. And nobody's ever done it, so if you get to do it at Worlds, maybe you could get it named after you. And so I started training it, did it, landed it 98% of the time, and then, you know, you have to show the committee, and then they decide what value it's given, whatever. And Marta actually, which was our head coach at the time, the national team head coach, she didn't think I could do it. She's like, no, that's too risky. It's a forward landing. You shouldn't land forward. But I landed it every single time, and I rarely ever fell. And she's like, okay, maybe you should keep that. Let's do it. And then, <laughs> Okay, maybe you can do this. Yes. And so then that's when we took it to Worlds and got it named. And then for Vault, my other coach, Laurent, actually thought of that. Because I competed a Chang in Rio, which is another Vault, another half, mm-hmm. less than half twist. Mm-hmm. And I didn't think – that took me a long time to learn, and I never thought I would upgrade from that Vault until he brought me down and then made me start training it, and we competed it. But we weren't sure if we were going to compete at Worlds. Ha- has anyone had two moves named after them? I think a couple people, yes. Women? Yes. Because, I mean, you have set every other record, so I figured <laughs> that one was another one you yes. probably... <laughs> when you go through the list of things, it's like... Yeah. I mean, do you ever, like, look at all your accolades? Because I might do that every day, long. actually, if I wish to. It's kind of long. It's kind of long. Yeah. It's too long to read. Yeah, some it's people, they start naming stuff if I do an appearance, and... I just stand in the back, almost embarrassed because it's so long. I'm like, please stop. Just stop. 20 minutes later, yeah. after your introduction. Yes. Simone Biles. Yes. Oh, dear. I wish I had that problem. <laughs> your friend, Caitlin Ohashi. Yes. UCLA gymnast. Mm-hmm. And uh, and we all saw her floor routine that went yes. viral. I mean, can you believe that? 34 million I know, views. What did you say to her? I mean, she's just like, she's a badass. (laughs) She really is. She's, I love that she's found the love for the sport again. Yeah. Uh, We did Elite together. Now she went off to college. And 
I mean, she's thriving. Like, she truly enjoys it, loves it. She's a senior. I mean, she has to retire after this, and I just, I feel sad for her because she's embraced it so well in every routine she's gotten, and Miss Val's done a great job with choreographing all the girls' routines and putting on a show and a performance, like yeah. a true performance out there. I think that's pretty special. So, I don't know. Growing up, she wasn't that, she wasn't that outgoing. Like, she was a little bit more quiet and oh, shy really? so to see her do this i was like well okay but she's very outgoing and i and i love it i love her routines i also loved the reaction from her teammates yes like they were so into it like there yes. was genuine joy for her yes which i, I always see gymnastics as being so individual and maybe that's yes. wrong but that you know you're competing against each other mm-hmm. and of course you want your team to do well for the team competition yes. but there's always this you know individual yes. And she's always been her own person. I think that's what I admire about her the most is whether it comes to fashion, her thoughts, whatever. She's her own person. You can see that she's confident in everything that she does, and I love it. What goes through your mind when legends of of gymnastics like Mary Lou Retton say, Mm -hmm. or articles, I mean, it's everywhere, you are the best gymnast ever? I mean, it's an honor, but I feel like there's always athletes and role models who have paved the way for us so we wouldn't be very well known if it wasn't for mary lorette and and all of them uh because they put usa gymnastics on the map so i feel like it's almost our duty to keep it up there you know oh i love that That's the tone basically mm-hmm. they paved the way for yeah. y'all what do you want people to understand about you yeah, i feel like at the end of the day i'm a regular person I'll wake up, I look just as bad, I have eye bags, I need to run to the grocery store, I'm late for this, I'm late for that. I'm just a normal person. I hit things with my car, like curbs and stuff, like I'm not perfect. I think people don't realize, oh, she has this perfect life. But at the end of the day, like I have mental breakdowns, I'll go cry, you know, my practices aren't always the best. I'm just a normal person. Where do you cry? Usually in the bed. <laughs> I was going to say in the shower. I yeah, the I don't best. like when people see me like cry and stuff. I'd rather just keep it to myself. What do you cry about? Depends. Yeah, last night I almost cried because I missed my boyfriend. Oh, I didn't cry. I just you kept it together. Yeah. Oh, it was actually this morning because I woke up like seven times last night. Actually. Oh. Yeah. I think crying in the shower is the safest bet. No one can see it. That's true. And you can, like, let it out. (laughs) (laughs) That is a good place, too. I'm going to try that. How do you want to be defined in 10 years? I'm almost 22. I'll be 32 years old. Oh, God. Let's see. I meant hopefully a good gymnast that did a lot of good for the sport. I don't know. Hopefully I have more records. What? You own every record out there. I know, but I feel like there's still more. You can beat your own records almost. That's true. There's still more growth. Yes. Growth mindset. Nellie, how do you think they're going to see Simone? The world. And hopefully they see me as like a growing person through the sport because I feel like our audience mainly stays the same age. So they forget that we grow older, but our audience almost stays the same age or they grow with you. Mm. So I'm just like, some of them still think I'm this little girl. I'm like, I'm almost 22. I'm about to be 22. Isn't that crazy? I'm like a woman out there doing gymnastics. 
a young adult. Let's say young adult. It's crazy how young you all are in gymnastics. I mean, 22 in soccer is like nothing. You'd be like, yeah, I'm just but getting into the sport. For a gymnast is old. Well, I believe that uh, what I would like is for them to see Simone as someone that had a lot of confidence. Mm. And that she was not scared to be vocal when she wanted to. And that she expressed herself um, through her sport. Um, and that she she stood for something. You know, whatever it is that, she, that she's passionate about, that she will stand for that. And she will stand up for that. And she will speak out. I'm hoping... You know, I mean, years from now, hoping there will be some foundation, something that Simone is going to be passionate about. And that she stands for something. Mm-hmm. I love that. We could use a lot more of that, couldn't yes. we? Right? Yes. What, what do you want to do? I mean, we'll see. There's a lot of opportunities out there, so I think I have to find what else I'm passionate about. And then we'll go from there, because we still have some time. And I feel like I'm still young for the working field, and... Most people my age are just about to graduate college and be confused about what they're going to do. So I feel like I'll just enter that world with them. Yeah. <laughs> Where no one knows yeah, anything no one about knows. what they're doing. Exactly. True. Let's do your game real quick. Okay. We've got a game called Generation Gap. Yeah. Because Julie over here is a Generation Xer. Am I? I believe. I looked it up on the, okay. the internet. <laughs> Am I? That means I'm 28-ish, plus or minus two decades. Exactly. And Simone, <laughs> you're kind of on the cusp. You you can either go Millennial or Gen Y. Okay. Do you identify with one or the other? I don't know, because I still feel like sometimes I'll see kids or something do something. I'm like, Ugh that generation. <laughs> but everyone's like, you're in that generation. I'm like, no, no, no. I was just on the brink of it. Just on the brinks. So we're going to do questions from both generations. You okay. each have the opportunity to squeak in. If you want to give that a... <gasps> oh, mine's a little elephant. Lilo would love these. <laughs> That's to a low squeak one. in with an answer. Yeah. sure that okay. wasn't a little gas. I know. Do it again. Oh. <laughs> oh. Excuse me. Okay. Okay. Okay, so you you both both get the opportunity to answer each question. The best part of a song is when the beat does this. Drops. Boom. (laughs) (laughs) I'm still waiting for the rest of the question. Dang, Simone, that was fast. Next question. Name at least one of the stars of the movie Dirty Dancing. Patrick Swayze. Julie Foudy gets the point. Is that his last name? Yeah, yeah. Yes. Is, that, is that good? Jennifer Grey would also have been acceptable. Do you, no one puts seen, Baby in the corner. I've never seen that. Oh, Simone. Go You'd really it. like it. One. It's really good. What is a vacation? When you go on vacation with your bae, with your boyfriend. Oh, or, vacation! Yeah. Or your husband. Done it! Bonus point. Does anyone know what bae stands for? Before anyone else. Oh, come on! <laughs> I'm getting killed. <laughs> I did not know that before anyone else. I always wonder why it was BAE. Yeah. I thought it's like babe, right, babe. Else. All right. What was the name of the car in Knight Rider? Oh. Oh, come on. I really was giving this. I know. This is me. Blobbing you a softball. Oh, come on with the red. This is embarrassing. What is it? Kit. Oh, oh Kit. what is that? That's the name what of the car. That? That's the name of the car. The last one. Is Snapchat still a thing? Yes. <laughs> I was going to go with whatever Simone said, because I don't know either. I do think we have a clear winner, though. Oh, Simone. <laughs> Grab yourself a donut. Oh, you won't have one? I'll have one for you. Okay. 
Thanks. Oh, that was All right. good. Most pressing question, Simone. Are you ready? I'm ready. Hold on. I gotta eat my donut real quick. <laughs> All right. When you met Zach Efron, was he cuter than the life size cutout? Definitely. He was. Yes, he looks exactly like he does on TV in person, which is unreal. Which is rare. Yeah. Without the makeup. Did he have makeup on? I don't think so. Did he smell good? Yeah. He's just beautiful. (laughs) He's beautiful still. Favorite reality TV show? Keeping up with the Kardashians. Oh, come (laughs) on. I mean, all the drama that's going down right now, I'm 100% in. I'm in. I'm like in practice stressing about what news I'm missing over this drama. What is the fascination with it? I don't get it. You have a best friend. Your best friend and your sister. Those are your best friends. And then your best friend cheats with your sister's boyfriend. Are you joking? Julie, come on. I would lose it. You, and you built your best friend up with brands and everything. What are you going to do? Yeah. And? Family first. Family Gotta first. Gotta lose the best friend. <clears throat> Game of Thrones. But, you know, I'm not in that tier, so I don't know. <laughs> Why do you like sloths? Because they're so cute and slow and, like, they're just slow and ugly. God. They're so ugly that they're cute. Craziest thing a fan has ever said or done. I mean, I've had some crazy encounters. Um, I don't know. That's all right. Most of the time they just say, you're taller in person or some crazy things. Or they say, I'm Dominique Dawes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. You're Dominique Dawes. No. Well, is she still competing? Oh, but last (laughs) weekend somebody asked if I was from Africa and if I was still alive. I don't get it. If you're standing right there. They asked my cousin. Oh, if I was from Africa and if I was dead or not. And he said, what do you want me to tell him? I said, tell him I'm not from Africa, but I am dead. <laughs> <laughs> that could be the greatest yeah. answer ever. All right. Our last thing we do, our last segment, yeah. high, low cheer. I do this with my kids at the dinner table. Okay. table. Usually it's the higher of the day, their low of the day, uh-huh. and then their cheer for someone else that's done something nice for them to recognize someone else. We're going to do it of your career. Okay. High, low cheer. What is your high? And this is our last thing. Definitely the high would be the Olympics. Okay. Of course. Four golds. Yes. Low? Probably a 2013 Classics when I bombed the meat. There are videos. I just bombed that meat. That was pretty low. You have to bomb, though, to, to rise. True. Right? Mm-hmm. And I did. After that, I rose. <laughs> Cheer. Cheer. Cheering for somebody? Mm-hmm. Or something, not necessarily, like someone has done something nice or you appreciate or you're grateful for. I feel like I'm grateful for family because at the end of the day, that's all you have. Nelly. Mom. Mom. Dad. Aw. Yes. Nelly, how proud you must be. Very proud. It's hard to put in words. You look at her, you look at her accomplishments the recognition that she gets and then you wonder is that really my daughter it's it's i mean she said she said it earlier it's surreal mm. i mean she's still simone and she knows that but when you when you when i sit when i sit back and i look at everything the simone that's my daughter is 
someone that any mother would be proud of. Ah, oh, listening to Nellie at the end there got me a little teary-eyed. As a mom myself, I was like, oh, to be talking like this with your kid. So proud. It's time, Lynn, for takeaways. Takeaways. All right, my first. I'm still stuck on 34 hours a week of training. 34 hours a week of training. I would get upset if we had to do double days ever. And then if you added lifting on top of double days, it was like the inhumanity of it all. Okay, so during your playing days, about how many hours a day did you train? Two. And that's times five, times six days a week? five. Quality versus quantity. That was my rule of thumb. What happened when you saw on the schedule when you received it as a player where it said morning workout, break, afternoon workout? We would gather the team together and we would say on three USA track and field. One, two, three, USA track and field. We actually did that once to April Heinrichs, our coach, when she had us running fitness and then fitness. And I gathered the team together and I said, all right, on three, when she yells on three, we yell USA track and field. And she gave me this like kind of like, <laughs> like a stink eye, like not so funny, Julie. So that was your burn to the yeah, coach? burn. You're burned. <laughs> what was your takeaway? My takeaway, I think you shared, is how awesome Simone is. Really grounded for someone who's had so much success at such a young age. She has a really great head on her shoulders. And I think it was clear in getting a chance to meet her family yeah. um, where she gets it. Ron popped in to say hi, Dad. Adam, the brother, took us around all day. So nice. All right. Those are our takeaways. We want to know yours and we want to hear from you. So tweet at me at Julie Foudy, hashtag it laughter permitted. And as we close out the show, a big thanks to my friend and singer songwriter, the awesome, the one and only Kate Diaz, ladies and gentlemen. She actually wrote and composed our awesome theme music. She is a friend and a Julie Foudy Sports Leadership Academy alum, most importantly. And this podcast is made possible because of ESPN and ESPNW. We hope you enjoyed listening. And as always, remember, sing it with us. Laughter permitted. I feel like we're getting better. I don't think we are. (laughs) I would lose it. Thanks, everyone, for taking the time to listen and to our supporters. So one last shout out to Ally, because the fact is only 8% of people trust their bank. Get that, 8%. And yet most of us never bother looking elsewhere. Money means having options, and that's another fact. For example, options to start a business, quit your job, start a family, retire the way you want, or simply leave a legacy. Ally knows you deserve better, and their mission is to be just that. As women, I think this is something, honestly, we don't talk enough about, and we should all be paying attention to our money and where we put it. So look them up. Ask your friends. Ask your teammates. Check out the online reviews, because when it comes to your money and everything you've worked so hard for, your house, your car, your future, your shoes, are you getting everything you want? Or are you merely satisfied? Give Ally a call. When you call Ally, you can chat with a real person 24-7, even on weekends and holidays. For more information, visit ally.com, A-L-L-Y dot com. Ally Bank, member FDIC.